yeah, we, we worked with them the first time back in, in kind of early 2021. So we were working on their rewards program. They came to us asking, hey, you know, we want to understand Gen Z and rewards overall. Um, you know, what does what Gen Z want in rewards programs? Like, what do they like? What do they dislike? And then how do we apply that specifically to the Chipotle program and help improve that? So really the process working with them and their team on the marketing and, and, and loyalty side um, to, to research Gen Z and rewards and, and apply that, you know, to, to help them build their rewards program, which, which today is, is one of the most successful in the restaurant industry. Andrew Roth is the founder of Gen Z Designs, a research and innovation consultancy focused on Generation Z. Andrew, a Gen Zer himself, takes a new approach to old ways to disrupt the traditional market research landscape by creating new methods of research that tap into the frequency of culture. Between his research network of over 50,000 Gen Zers and his cultural relevance tracker, the Gen Z score, Andrew's a round peg in a square hole, bringing new perspectives and approaches to a traditional industry. You've created a research and innovation consultancy focused on Gen Z, and on your website, you mentioned you create product development research, industry reports, cultural relevance tracking, and, and several other things. So can you break down those things for us and what type of research and innovation you're really looking at? Yeah, certainly. I think from the research side, it really spans anywhere from a, a, a very quick snapshot all the way to a full custom study. And so um, we have this network, like, I, like you mentioned, of 50,000 Gen Zers and um, that's built through social. And so we can, we can get a, a quick poll, quick pulse out in a day and get it back with thousands of responses. Um, so example, the other day we, we did one on um, asking which company Gen Z thought was more harmful, Amazon or Facebook. We ended up having like 3000 responses on that. 57% said Facebook, full explanation of that. It's on our site, so check it out. But yeah, I mean, things like that, anywhere from kind of a small pulse like that, all the way down to a full custom you know, breakdown we've done done industry analyses and, and, and reports on, on investing in kind of the, the crypto space, the metaverse, um, NFTs, I mean, really any type of uh, industry or space that people are interested in. And so, you know, using, and we can go into methods later, but uh, quant and qual, both types, a little bit different in how we approach them, just being Gen Z, having a Gen Z focus. Um, but from there, we take those and say, hey, you know, these are the insights, what do we do with them, right? And so that's kind of where our strategy innovation comes in. Um, so we've done innovation sessions and ideations with some some big companies um, and kind of just depending on, on what our goals are, whether it's with Chipotle on the rewards program or some new exciting projects we're working on now, helping them, helping bring them into this world we're living in with the, with the modern consumer. Gotcha. So you mentioned you work with pretty much every industry. So would you go into athletes like talking about NCAAs and now paying college athletes? Could you do a whole thing on the athletic industry and, and literally everything? Totally. Yeah. I mean, the, the way our our kind of method works and, and maybe it's it, time to get into this now that I've, I've gone around it a couple of times. It's just, um, it, it's very flexible, very loose. And so, you know, our, because of the network we've built, we're able to kind of tap into different audiences and, and their communities very easily. Um, and so if we're interested in, in like you said, the NCAAs or, or sports, we can, we can launch a poll to a certain demographic group and get some responses pretty instantly from that dive into qualitative. Um, we can also run our, our Gen Z score, which is a, a cultural relevance tracker to understand how, how, how deep has a, has a brand or, or a team or pretty much anything permeated through culture. Okay. So let's use the NCAA as an example. 
and you want to get a pulse on Gen Z sentiment and, and, you know, how they're getting paid. If they, if you want to get a pulse on those students, how do you reach out to them? Do they already have to be a part of like an internal Gen Z designs community that you blast off like the question to, or are you able to like target specific social media platforms? So like, I might've never heard of Gen Z designs, but I would have loved to respond to the, which company do I think is most dangerous? Yeah. I mean, so the, our, our kind of network is built through just the, the meaning of, of community and social today. I mean, the fact that that I have access to a thousand of my followers on Instagram is a pretty powerful tool. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not, you know, I'm not a, a major influencer. I don't get, you know, unfortunately I'm not getting paid to, to post stuff on there yet, but because of that, you know, I have this niche, very small, like community of my friends. Right. And so by tapping into those different communities of people that, that people like you and I have built, um, we kind of unlock this massive scale. And so even if you're not directly a part of that, you're going to see if someone in your network is, is sharing, you're going to see it. Let's go back to what you said about like, we'll get into methods later. And so, you know, like we'll all learn as entrepreneurs and stuff, like, you know, surveys can be biased sometimes, or you're not going to hit a represent representation or representative group of Gen Z or all that stuff. So how do you, how do you take that stuff into consideration when, if you're going to go to a big company like Chipotle and say, I have research that is representative of Gen Z, you got to be pretty damn sure you're right. So how do you make sure that those methodologies are accurate? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. A good question. And something that, that we think about a lot. Um, I think there's there's two parts to this, right? The first part is surveys today, Gen Zers don't really want to take them, right? I mean, for, for one, they're very long. I was just reading match.com has an annual singles in America survey, 261 questions. You'd have to pay me like probably $10,000 to take 261 worth 61 questions. I mean, that's insane. And so the fact that a like whoever whatever Gen Zers are taking a survey that long, I don't know who they are, but they're not they're not people I want to associate with. And two, there there's no chance they're not also watching Netflix or on TikTok at the same time, right? And so like, how accurate are those answers really? I don't know. And again, that's that's a super like probably an outlier one, but at the same time, you know, 15 minutes is still a long time, right? You talk about the attention attention span being eight seconds is the, the commonly cited thing. So. Um, that's kind of the first part is like, we're not using surveys um, and we don't, we don't want to, because we know this generation, we know we aren't going to respond and we're not going to do it accurately if we do. Um, the second about representation, it is essential that, that the data we're using is representative of the entire demographic and the gen- generation. And so we kind of the, the, the pros and cons to using social media, right. Are, are one, you can do it at scale. Uh, as a pro, but two, the con is it's not as specific in, in understanding exactly who's answering. However, I'm a white male in Cleveland, Ohio. My followers are the most, most for the most part, white males and females in, in Cleveland, Ohio. And so like by, by understanding just who's, who's sharing it, we can activate different types of people. So if we want to look at people in California, I'm not going to go find you know ambassadors to, to share this from, from Texas. Um, and so just as an example, but being able to then kind of pick in and get a big picture summary of different pockets of America and put them all together is how we build a representative group. And that's really what diversity is. It's not just, it's not just race. It's not just age. It's, it's, it's geography, it's interests, it's, you know, skills and, and all that stuff. And so by picking and choosing and, and, and bringing together different pockets of people, we build a representative pool. Um, I want to talk about your Gen Z score. So this, I thought this was one of the most fascinating things on your website. So break it down. What is this Gen Z score and how does it measure cultural relevancy? Yeah, definitely. I mean, so the first question we wanted to answer overall is what does influence mean on, on Gen Z, right? What does it say to, 
to, what does it mean to say that a brand has influence on Gen Z? And my answer back to you would, would be saying that I become that brand's biggest advocate, right? I am using my platform to then share my opinion about the brand without being paid for it. And what that is, is user-generated content, right? UGC is what influence means today. And so our question was then, okay, how do we measure that? And so the Gen Z score is a measure of UGC, a measure of cultural relevance. And we we break, we look across platforms on, on uh, Snapchat, uh, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok um, to say, all right, what are people saying on their own accord, not brands, not influencers, what are people saying like you like people like you and me saying about a brand? How popular is it? When was it said? And, and what's the sentiment about it? And so by kind of looking at those three factors, we put together a, a kind of normalize this score on a zero to 100 scale and say, all right, like a test grade in school, what'd you get on a, on a zero to 100 scale? And where do your where do your competitors stand? And, and it's something that um, is very unique in, in the industry and overall, um, but also it's simple, right? I mean, it's not supposed to be a tell-all results. You're not supposed to you know, be able to, to change the world from it. But at the same time, understanding that you're a 79 and your competitors are 74 and what the difference is, that helps. And so that's that's kind of the purpose of the score. What is the tech play here? Like, I mean, to identify sentiment and all that stuff, are we talking like AI, deep learning, like all that type of stuff? All those fancy words? Yeah, good, <laughs> good question. Uh, and not at all, not at all. Um, I think the, the most misunderstood thing about like sentiment you know there's a lot of tools that can can do sentiment analysis and they're also crazy expensive uh but at the same time like you use some gen z terminology and you throw it their way and they're gonna start heating up and malfunction right because like there's no way you throw emojis and and the trends that are, are coming up and popping out every day at these these ai you know softwares and they understand no so we're using people we're using real people myself my team everyone's kind of taking a look and, and we're obviously being gen z it, it helps to understand kind of what what the sentiment of the of the comment or, or video is, and then how often do you update it for the, a score for the same company? Yeah, I mean it really depends what what kind of cadence they want to be on. So we can do up to weekly, we can do monthly, quarterly. I think is just most typical um, for for, and we also work with a lot of agencies in that sense to track some of their portfolio and their brands as well. So these companies are coming out to you and saying, "I want this Gen Z score," and then they'll get the score. And then are they actually have you noticed companies like? change strategies or have internal discussions about how to compete with their competitors based off these scores? Oh yeah. And that's also something we we help with too. And that kind of is the, the strategy piece of our, of our business. Like it's one, yeah, I mean, it's one thing to know what's going on between your, you and your competitors. It's another to, to actually make that difference and, and change it to understand the difference and change it. And so, yeah, I mean, we'll work with our teams a lot, their marketing teams, product teams to help figure out what strategies to put in place to, to, to change that over time. And it's not necessarily that the score itself is, is like, the goal of every conversation this company is having, but it is a tracker, right? It, it helps yeah. to understand, you know, when, when Chipotle just launched their Roblox burrito activation the other day, like blew up and their score jumped, right? So like understanding why that was, what the sentiment was behind that um, and helping to relay that information back, back to them. So what are some of the companies with the highest scores? Oh, good question. Um, we, we had our, our top 25 uh, annual report that came out in, in August, I think. Um, and, Top five were, I believe it was uh, PlayStation, Xbox, Netflix, and um, now I'm blanking. That was three. Spotify is up there. Starbucks is up there. Tesla's 10. Oh, wow. Yeah. And then your Facebooks are way at the bottom? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, yeah. Fa Facebook for sure. <laughs> not, did not, did not pop in the top 25. Yeah. Well, man. <laughs> um, okay. So 
you mentioned Chipotle. Can you tell us? I know you did a case study with Chipotle. I think that was a, I checked it out on your website. I thought that was a great um, understanding of, you know, what you guys do. So break that down for us. Yeah, we, we work with them um, the first time back in, in kind of early 2021. So we were working on their rewards program. They came to us asking, hey, you know, we want to understand Gen Z and rewards overall. Um, you know, what, what does Gen Z want in rewards programs? Like, what do they like? What do they dislike? And then how do we apply that specifically to the Chipotle program and help improve that? And so really the process working with them and their team on the marketing and, and, and loyalty side um, to, to research Gen Z and rewards and, and apply that, you know, to, to help them build their rewards program, which, which today is, is one of the most successful in the restaurant industry. And I know you mentioned in there, like when you were talking about how your relationship with them and, and how you took this initiative forward, uh, you had two really cool phrases on there. You said design thinking ideation process. So that's what you had to go through. And then you created a consumer empathy map. What are those two things and how do they fit into your process of when you work, when you worked with Chipotle? Design thinking, I guess the empathy map was, was a part of the design thinking process being, um, I guess more of an, the design thinking process comes from IDEO, which is a design firm out, out West, but uh, we, we kind of laid out our research on a, on a map and said, Hey, what are, what are the pain points that are being hit right now uh, for the consumer on, with Chipotle and, and what's, what's missing. Um, and so, and then from there kind of mapping them into defining the problem, uh, ideating, building prototypes and testing. Right. And uh, you know, through that process, we can kind of help to shape a, pro- a program or, pro- or, or, or marketing activation or campaign. How do you, so if, if Chipotle comes to you and you do this, how do you charge? A couple of ways, like our, a lot of our, our, full research is kind of a custom build out. So we'll kind of just uh, figure out depending on the amount of questions and, and people we're talking to, we'll, we'll, we'll price that out just based on you know the, the depth of that. The Gen Z score is a little more standard and consistent. I mean, we have, whether it's a one-off or, or kind of monthly quarterly tracking, we can do a cadence there. But yeah, I mean, being, being Gen Z, being remote, being um, a very kind of modern focused agency, I think our goal is, 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 is custom flexibility. And so a lot of the solutions and, and structures we, we charge around are, are, are just built to whatever kind of needs we're serving. Any like interesting insights on Gen Z or any, any conclusions that you found that were like surprising or, or surprised the company or anything like that? Kind of the whole Gen Z NFT metaverse intersection. So last week we asked um, our network uh, if they knew what the metaverse was. After, right, it was right after the Facebook news changing their name to meta. We asked if they knew what the metaverse was and um, of 2000 respondents, 65% said no. Right. And so I think what that immediately highlighted to us was like, Hey, uh, there's a lot of talk going on in the marketing tech world about the metaverse, but like the people that are going to be most affected by it, if they know what it is, they're not calling it by that. Right. And that's kind of what we, we figured out is like, we know what the, I mean, the metaverse is an iteration on gaming. It's, it's the next step. It's, it's what we're going toward in the future. And like, there's an inherent understanding and intuitive understanding of that within our generation, but no one calls it the metaverse. I mean, that's kind of like, it just, it was super techie name and jargon thrown out there. And so we've been diving a lot more into the space overall, but also really now kind of focused on NFTs and like what our generation's understanding of that is. Um, I just put out a, a piece yesterday on kind of what, what the adoption of NFTs will look like among Gen Z. And it's gonna be interesting, right? I mean, like you look at, obviously there's there's kind of the, the older segment of the generation that has disposable income that is more on top of, of tech and, and trends that may be interested in the space. But when you look at the actual sentiment that's going on, on TikTok right now and on YouTube, like, and on Discord, people are very, like Gen Zers are very skeptical, right? Why not, why not just screenshot or you know, copy paste an image? Like we grew up as a generation looking like, I mean, I remember like the, the Pixar didn't happen thing. Like that was us as a generation. We grew up 
screenshotting things and br- bringing them to your friends saying, literally, I have evidence proof right here. And so why, why, do I, why, do I need, why would I need to pay thousands of dollars for a you know, digital evidence of that? Well, that's, that's the question. And, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm a believer that NFTs are going to integrate into society and Gen Z will adopt them. But I think the question is how and what will that look like? And I think it's not quite as straightforward as a lot of marketers seem to think. I think that's a great point. That you're up. Every day I wake up, I go on a tech Twitter and my mind's blown at the new things that they're talking about. And it sounds like it's the next big thing and everyone's, you know, jumping on board. And then you like take a step back and you look at like all the normal people walking around the street. And you're like, none of us have no idea what the hell they're talking about. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's like the problem with social, right? It's like yeah. the Twitter bubble, you know, you're, you're in yeah. this bubble and then you're like, Oh, everyone's talking about this. Well, it's actually like 10,000 people, but the rest of the 6 billion people on earth don't give a shit, you know? <laughs> I know that there's other um, Gen Z consulting firms out there, people that have tried that. In fact, I actually interviewed one um, that is in Europe. So like, you know, it's all around the world and, 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 you know, different countries are trying to do the same thing with their corporations. What have you, I'm sure you've looked at different competitors out there. What's kind of the difference between you and your competitors or what's the different strategy that you're taking? Yeah, great question. I mean, so there's, there's kind of two different steps. I mean, there's, there's overall as research and consulting companies, what makes us different? And the answer is being Gen Z. Focus on Gen Z being Gen Z, but then you look at obviously this niche of Gen Z run research consulting companies, and this is where we take the next step forward and we're saying, okay, how do we differentiate and why are we different? And so the answer is how we're doing things, right? And like I look at the other research companies that are out there that are focused on Gen Z run by Gen Z, they're sending out surveys, right? They are doing they're 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 doing traditional things that have been done forever. They're you know they're like there's nothing that's different. They're just Gen Z run, right? And so. I think to me, that's like a whole mismatch of what this generation is about. I mean, it's like, there's all these things that are said about Gen Z, but then there's like what it actually means. And the only way to dig into that, the only way to get there is using the tools that match the frequency of culture. And, and that was kind of one of the things that I, you mentioned in the, in the bio intro, but that's what we say is we're, we're tapping into the frequency of culture, right? And like the analogy here is is the, the if you took physics in, in high school is the, the, the light spectrum, right? The human eye can only see a very small part of this, but there's so much more to see that we just can't see with our eyes. And so you just need different tools to measure that. So like, why are we, why are we limiting ourselves with surveys and, and the traditional tools to measure what you can only see through that with culture? Why don't we expand that and tap into that higher frequency? And that's kind of what we're doing. And that's what makes us different. I'm so glad you brought that up. I saw that <laughs> diagram or that illustration on your website. And I was like, this looks really deep, but I'm going to have to ask him about it. So I, <laughs> I appreciate that. So what's the, um, what's your vision or plan for the future? It like, I like to always ask with entrepreneurs and we're always taught to start with an end vision and work backwards. So, you know, you've worked with these companies, their scores are all higher. Gen Z like is really clicking with these brands. What does that end vision look like? How would you measure like your impact or, or your success at the end? My theory from the beginning of this, and one of our one of our core values is about collecting, collecting, and then connecting, connecting the dots together. And so, I think for me, like the best insights and the best ideas and the best creative and all the best strategy really comes from bringing a diverse audience and different different thought chains, different people all together in one, connecting those dots. And so, when I think about like what that means for the future of the company, it means being in in Asia, in Europe, in South America, in you know all these different places that we can understand what culture means and what we, what the insights that are happening there are, connect the dots between different places and understand like how do we create a strategy or or a, a, a an understanding of, of the human Gen Zer across cultures and so like the the you know obviously like, yeah world domination sure like that's a long term vision but at the same time 
the way we've built the company and the, and the way our values are structured is like that actually adds the more people and the more diverse our, our, our network is, we add more value to, to it itself. And so um, I'm a big believer in that. And, and I think it's the only way we can, we can grow. Well, I love that. I love closing with that message. And <laughs> I want to ask you one more question, um, which is as you're growing, uh, as you're, you know, having to collect more and more data, working with bigger and bigger companies, how can our community help you out? Are you looking for, you know, more people to answer questions? Are you looking to hire? Um, yeah. What's, what's the, what's the best way we could do that? Yeah. I mean, I guess on the, on the hiring note, always, always looking for, for people that are, are passionate and interested in doing fun things and trying, trying something new. So um, if you're interested in working together, definitely let me know. Um, but otherwise, I mean, just engaging in, in our conversations, um, our, our kind of research Instagram page is at the loop Gen Z on Instagram. Um, so make sure to check that out and give it a follow. But otherwise, like, I think the most important thing is just being able to share your voice, being able to be a participant and, and um, not 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 standing down from any challenges that that brands throw your way, being being active on social and letting, letting people know who's boss. I think uh, did you mention you had seen my book? We are Generation Z. For yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. great to meet you. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, yeah. Like I said, I would love to help out in any way. If, you know, if my network or anything that I've done in the past would help out or contribute, I'd love to um, join the community. I think you guys are doing super impactful stuff. I mean, me in the diversity recruiting space. Uh, things that I've done for like, you know, work and I mentioned at Quicken Loans and stuff. I know companies are really looking at how to cater best to Gen Z. So I'm just, I'm really rooting for y'all's success. This is like so necessary. Um, and so many Gen Zers feel not like, you know, ignored, not represented, whether it's politics, media, corporations, whatever. Um, so I appreciate you. And I thank you again for taking the time to join us. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. Of course. And for everyone tuning in, hope you all enjoyed the conversation. Thanks for taking the time to join us today. And we hope you have a great week and we'll catch you next week. Bye, y'all.